Hello and welcome to the Networking Lab. I'm your host, Jamie Stewart from Circle Networks. Are you ready to scale your business in order to earn more and work less? In this podcast, I share insights and interviews with real business owners to reveal what's working for them to help you leverage time and your network to improve your life and business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Networking Lab. Uh, And I don't say this very often, but lab actually stands for life and business. So it's networking, life and business. Today, I'm joined by Kate Butler-Ross, who is a coach with a difference. She helps all those people who've got something inside them that they keep talking about wanting to get out, but never actually get around to until they work with her. So hello, Kate. Good, Good morning. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. It, you know, our two diaries have finally managed to align to let us record this today. Um, and we met in a in a Facebook group about podcasting, didn't we? Um, yeah, and, right. and I reached out to you because I saw something that was quite interesting that you help people. Well, I'll let you explain. Tell, let's start with that. What is it that you do for your clients? Well, essentially, I help people turn their expertise and wisdom into into content so that could be a book you know the book that's going to build your brand or it could also be you know creating you know crafting that speech that you you know that that you want to kind of deliver or whatever you know so it's all types of content but my real focus is is books and content and content marketing and I come across so many people that, um, you know, someone's just sent me a book today that they they like and promote. A friend of mine um, has Jay Allen. He's written a book that goes in the welcome pack for members that join our uh, Circle Networks. I'm, I'm big into books. You can see some of them here. Um, but I meet a lot of people who talk about the book that they've got in them that they'd like to get out. Um, but before we go any any further into that let's just delve into your background so so tell us a bit about yourself what is it you like to do outside of work well I'm I'm a mum so I I'm one of those lucky people actually who my work is my passion I've always I've always been a writer I've always loved stories storytelling writing I'm like I'm a massive book fanatic as well I love reading um you know I am a mum so I run my business around my kids and so outside of work I would love to be reading and writing all the time but I'm probably not to be quite frank I'm probably like chauffeuring people around and uh, (laughs) doing day trips and stuff like that um but you know when I um when I do have spare time I I, I'm a bit of a nerd like I I study my craft that's what I find fun (laughs) really so I'm constantly learning more about writing and communication and storytelling reading books um obviously my private passion I suppose I teach non-fiction but I love fiction writing as well so I think that's kind of one of my not so distant dreams I think I'm going to move into fiction writing as well so yeah so that's me really <laughs> I like that um uh, for me it's important to get to know people and and find out a bit about them rather than just jumping straight in with our job titles and I think it's so easy to do that just introduce ourselves by our job titles but when we get to know the person and the person behind the business if you like um it humanizes us and people can can bridge that connection i've got three kids mine range from 10 17 and 19 um and we're we're seem like we're in that period at the moment where everyone's ill we oh, had the, the three 
that three week sort of chest infection that everyone seemed to have in December and over Christmas. I had COVID a couple of weeks ago and, and the kids have got tonsillitis at the moment. So oh, no. normally we're, we're a picture of health. <laughs> oh, it's such a struggle, isn't it? This time of year, it's the January, it's the dark. We need a bit of yeah. vitamin D and sunshine to shift it all. <laughs> I am, I am ready for the sunshine. Yeah, um, so how did you, how did you get to the point where you're, you're in the business that you're in now? Um, so I was a journalist, so I was in, mag- in magazines and um, I, I kind of always knew, I always loved writing and everything like that. And I wanted to go and study creative writing. My dad said, you can't do that because you can't earn a living from that. So I trained as a journalist instead. And I um, I started off properly, pro- properly in kind of consumer magazines. So I was at Country Living. I started my first full-time job there. I've been all around so many different magazines working for the BBC and bookseller and, and different titles but um so I worked my way up in country living and ended up feature, uh, deputy features editor there then I moved on to woman and home where I was um deputy features editor and I did you know commissioned features I did lots of celebrity stuff met some incredible people um like we had some really amazing experiences but um I am somebody who's always I I like my freedom I like to decide you know what how I'm gonna I, I just choose my time schedule I like to choose how much I'm gonna earn I like to choose when I'm gonna work and how I'm gonna work and what I focus my creative passions on so I went freelance before I had kids and that was fine but really once I had children I was like I want complete control of what I do and I kind of really sat down and thought what is it that I I do <laughs> I don't want to do journalism anymore because there's a real you know there is a real you know when you're a jobbing writer there's a price cap on how much you can earn I mean the the truth behind magazine rates is they haven't changed at all in 20 years since I first started you know really that is not that's not happening and I didn't want to work up through the ranks anymore it was I wanted you know the further away you get from that the, the more it's about management and I love writing and human stories and so I dove into it and I thought well what I'm really good at is helping people communicate their stories and share their message so I started teaching copywriting initially and helping entrepreneurs you know I don't know, write their websites and figure out what their messaging was. And, and then kind of quite organically, people had a- approached me and say, would you edit this book that I've written? Or would you support me with this book? Or can you take a look at this? And then slowly from there, I was like, oh, I can do that as well. And then I realized, well, you know, books and publishing have always been my real passion. That's all I've ever really wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, and then from there, I just started working as a ghostwriter for clients on their books or helping them edit their books. And um, and now here we are. And I've uh, wrote my first book of my own. So while I've helped other people with their books and their book dreams, hadn't been focusing on my own. And so last year, I was like, you've got to sort this out because it was a real thorn in my side. Um, you know, and we tend to do these things and help other people and yet you're not focusing on your own dreams. Yeah. And so I wrote my my first book on storytelling for business last year. Um, and um, it's about to come out. And I've got my second one being written at the moment, which is about content with a heartbeat. And I've, I've set myself a goal. I'm going to get four published by the end of this year. I'm self-publishing, set up my own press and uh, I'm not hanging about. And so at the same time, I'm now working with my first group program, helping seven ladies write their books, turn their expertise into, into kind of brand building books. So that's what we're right in the middle of the moment. So it's uh, a topic that is very much on my mind right now. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm intrigued. What's the title of your book that's about to come out? It's called Soul Story. So it's all about turning turning your wisdom and expertise into um, into a book that's going to call in your soul tribe, basically. I love it. And do you know when it's going to launch? It's end of March. Okay. So we've got a few um, technical issues, but that's what the moment it's uh, it's kind of scheduled for end of March. So yeah, so look out for that. Right, I love that. I love that. Okay, and what? So, what will somebody get from buying that book then? Well, Soul Story it's it's uh, it's the whole process of of learning to step into your into your story into your role as storyteller. So, I believe that you know storytelling is something that as humans we have this innate ability to, and it's such a powerful thing. It's how we learn. It's how we communicate. It's how we connect with the world, and. I think everybody has so many stories inside them. And, you know, when you have a message that, I mean, so often we kind of, you run a business, you're doing important work and you want to go out there and you want to communicate it with the world. But the problem is it's very difficult to stand out. It's very difficult to bring that message into something that people pay attention to and can understand and connect with and relate to. And what we tend to do is we tend to talk in, in concept, concepts and abstract ideas and people are busy and, and they've heard that message before from somebody else and it just kind of rolls over them. And so, you know, the, the problem we all have as communicators is how, how do I get them to pay attention and connect with me and, and, you know, and hear my message. And that's where storytelling and being a, a storyteller is just so powerful. And it's also what makes your message unique because when you take the power of your personal experiences and you use it to deliver a lesson or a message that creates connection that helps them understand your idea on a real level it makes it tangible you know you think about all the kind of old wisdom and parables and stuff you know we you know phrases like a stitch in time saves nine i don't really know what it means anymore i mean you do if you intellectually engage with it okay i understand what that means but if you said that to somebody it's just this phrase it doesn't mean anything you know, you take that same message and lesson and frame it with a story from your life, you know, even if it's just like an everyday story, like, you know, today I went to the supermarket and X, Y, Z happened and it made me realise why. Um, you know, it's powerful. It creates connection and yeah. Yeah, so that's why I feel so passionate about, about storytelling. And that's what the book teaches. So it takes you from, you know, the idea that everyone is a storyteller um, and how to kind of, connect with that inner storyteller and then it also then the next stage it takes you into your story so it teaches you how to mine for the different stories in your life so a you've got all the everyone has the big stories like the founder story how I started my business how I came up with my ideas you know my purpose story why I do what I do and I tell you how to do that but then there's all those other stories which don't seem directly related to your specific work but they're the little kind of they're the little pathways into creating real connection because we all have these universal experiences. We all went to school. We all have that frenemy or whatever. And we use those stories and learn how to frame those stories to share messages and create connection with our audiences. That's, that's essentially what the book teaches. Um, I don't kind of hold back and I, I go through the craft of telling stories. Well, it's not, it's not massive. You think from that it's quite massive. It's only about 30,000 words, but I think there's power it packs a punch in those 30,000 words and there's a lot to learn. So I got to say, I hate waiting for things 
So telling me about this now and that it's not going to come out for eight or nine weeks. I'm already <laughs> frustrated. I'm hooked on the book. So hopefully the people that are listening to this, the book's already live by the point that you're listening to this. Um, unfortunately, for the next eight weeks, some people are going to be, is there a waiting list to to find I'm out about more about it? it? Up pre-order actually i just wanted to get the cover finalized um but i actually have got it almost ready for pre-order so hopefully you will be able to pre-order the book um by the time in, in the next few days well, really okay well we'll, we'll do we'll put as soon as that's uh, ready we'll put it in the show notes for it and then when it's live we can update that to order a copy of the book um I'm intrigued. I, I really like the sound of that. Like like a lot of people, I think that I've got a book inside me. I've got a few ideas for it. Um, I've never, and that's why I really wanted to get you on on the podcast because I think people have got these ideas, but they don't know how to move it forward. And whilst I help people find more of the right kind of clients and leverage their network to do that, and I've got a framework and a structure for doing it, I'm not that person for books, and and I haven't come across the right person yet until today um <laughs> to to point people in the right direction of how to turn their story into words and print um what what are the benefits for people then of producing a book why would somebody want to do this well i mean one of the things i i talk about is you've got to i mean lots of people want to write a book and um but there are kind of the books of our hearts you know the books that I, I've got this story and I want to share this and then there's the books of our heads which may be okay this actually makes strategic sense for my business um what I suggest is you kind of need to find somewhere kind of in the middle um because if you're a business owner or an expert and you want to write and you write a book well there it kind of is this kind of shorthand this instant credibility oh I'm an author you know I've, I've put my knowledge between two covers and I've published it and that instantly makes people think oh actually maybe I should listen to this person but the other great thing about writing a book is I mean you can use it as the bottom of your as, as a bottom of a funnel um and but you know if someone's going to engage with your book and sit down and read 30, 40, 50,000 words of you talking and teaching and sharing your experience and your stories, it's essentially like, you know, they're spending several hours of their life being indoctrinated into your way of thinking. It's like this amazing sales pitch where you have this captive audience, if you can keep them captive, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of it, they're gonna know, you know, they're either, yes, I want to work for this person, their services are they're brilliant they've got the solution to my problem or they probably won't finish your book and they're not you know they don't you don't resonate with them and that's fine because you you know they're not your ideal clients um but I think what I think the balance is is you need to decide to write a book and you've got to understand what the what the purpose is for you right now um because I think some people think I want to write a book it's going to be great for my business but then they write the book of their heart and you've always got to remember I'm you're writing a book I mean, you can write the book of your heart and that's absolutely fine, but you have to know that it is and maybe not. it's not for everyone or for your clients. Um, but I think the starting point always has to be your, you know, the people you're trying to re reach the aud your audience. So if you're doing it to kind of grow your authority or kind of widen your network or get more interest into your in your work, you need to start from the place and the position of the people you're writing for and step into their shoes and think, right, what is the one big problem that I can solve in a book for them. 
And that's where you start. And then you figure out what the promise is, you know, how are you going to draw them in? I mean, so I've just been teaching module one of um, Soulworks, which is my um, book writing program. You know, we haven't, we have started writing, but not seriously the book, you know, we've got, we've got a writing practice in place. What we're actually doing right now is digging into how do I come up with my big idea and I make it as strong and robust as possible? Because if you aren't starting from that place, you're investing hours of your life writing something that isn't going to get the results you want. And so there is a balance, you know, the book of your head that's strategic and you know what you want it to do for you, but then you do want to bring in that heart and that soul because that's what's going to create the connection. And that's why I think that's why my first book is on storytelling because, you know, weaving stories into a, into a book where you're teaching practical things or lessons is what creates that connection. It's what makes it unique. And it's what stops it from being that kind of dry type training manual that anyone could have read, you know, anyone could have written. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, I think that's the starting point, but your question was, what could it bring? But it, it brings, helps you grow your influence you know, the right book will help you grow your influence. It helps increase interest in your business, um, you know, and it gives you so many opportunities or for different things, but it gives you the opportunity to scale. Like if you're somebody who's been doing a lot of uh, one-to-one work and you're thinking, actually, maybe I want to launch some more kind of one-to-many pro- products like a membership or a course or whatever, it's, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of, grow your audience so you can start filling in those programs I mean there's so many things I feel really passionately about um how powerful books can be for for a business so okay then let me ask you what stories have you got about people that you've worked with you might not might not want to name the individuals but give me give me some of the stories of of people that you've worked with in the sense of what the kind of books they've written yeah um so had they struggled with it for years and come along oh. and worked with you and then then they found actually oh right so this is what i need i just needed some structure so i had the idea but working yeah. with and the accountability i would imagine is huge for people the accountability and actually i think really so if i think of one client in particular i think it's the confidence about sharing your ideas and structuring them and funny enough this one particular client we worked really closely we kind of co-wrote the book together really um and really she had the the structure so she knew exactly what she wanted to talk if you think of think of yourself as a lot of experts have a method you know and often that method forms the structure of your book you already have that structure of your but you're taking them on this on you know every book needs to be a transformational journey and I work with a lot of coaches and they take their clients on a transformational journey and actually all service providers, they take their journey clients on a transformational journey. So she, you know, she had that structure already. It was there, you know, so we sat down, but what she wasn't so confident about was how to step out of that. I am, cause she, she moves in quite a corporate world and she's comes from a corporate background, even though she's an entrepreneur. Um, and being able to step out of that, you know, we're so used to communicating and showing up in a very formal way, you know, whether we're writing an email to our boss or sharing a report, but that doesn't work in a book. If somebody's going to want to sit down, they're not going to want to read that formal, dry language, you know, the lessons delivered, you know, 
you know, like they're reading a training manual. They want to feel like they're having a conversation with the author and connecting with them and having this kind of personal, almost coaching as you take them on that journey. And so what I was able to do with her is, is help her bring out her voice, you know, bring out her stories. I mean, one of part of my training as a, as a journalist, I mean, I was a features writer. So um, my job was to sit down with people who were feeling very uncomfortable with the fact that they were sitting down with a journalist and get them to open up to me and share stories with them and uh, sh share their stories. And so often it's the, it's the little throwaway things that you don't even think of are worth mentioning, but that's the stuff that humanizes you. That's the story that yeah. illustrates you, illustrates your point. And so a lot of the work I do one-to-one -one is helping them bring those concepts and ideas into life and um, create that connection on the page. Um, and so I think that's really, that's the benefit of working with a good book coach, someone who understands writing and communication, because they, you know, anyone can construct something that reads well. You know, you can, it reads well and it's grammatically correct and the spelling's all there and the structure's okay, but it's like a pancake on the page, you know, it just doesn't have any life to it. Um, but creating that, helping you draw out your personality and create that connection, that can be harder because we're used to kind of hiding um, yeah. our true voice and our true personality. We're not taught to show up conversationally in our written word. And that's, and that's what I try to encourage people to do is kind of, you know, let your hair down, be yourself and let your true voice shine through and, and your stories and who you are. So, yeah. So I think that's definitely what we did with her and uh, yeah, and it was a really tight book at the end of it, but brilliant, you know, brilliant at kind of showcasing who she is and her purpose and her why and, and how fantastic she is to work with. So, And how long does the process take for somebody to not, not just write a book, but to work with you from going from the point that they go, do you know what, Kate, I'm, I'm in, I need your help. How long before the they've got a, a book in their hand? Well, it's it's a bit one. Uh, it's kind of a bit like how long is a piece of string? It depends how how long your book is. It depends how yep. fast you write and how much how committed you are to the project. So, um, so I mean, I've, I had one client, and it was a long time. We were working together for a long time because he was in Panama. And uh, he had very limited internet connection. He actually had to climb to the top of a hill to get internet connection. He would send me pages and stuff. Oh, I mean, goodness, it went on forever. It was amazing, um, amazing book. Um, it was, it's a travel book, as you can imagine. He now lives on an island in Panama, but it was about his travels across. He, he, he walked across um, Asia when he was 19 and um, went into Afghanistan. He was, it was an incredible story but it took a long time to write because he was also kept on going off and diving and everything. Whereas, you know, uh, it can take three to six months, maybe, you know, if we were doing kind of intensive okay. work, working together, you know, uh, you know, for maybe a 30,000 word book. And I think the thing I would say is like most nonfiction books, they can be like 30, 40, 50, 60,000 words. But Seth Godin, if, if you're familiar with him, he really has brought the kind of, the slim volume <laughs> into vogue and I think yeah people are busy they don't necessarily want to have one of those big chunky business books you know you kind of want those 
those quick wins you know you just want to get yes. through something learn it I I know personally I love sit sit down and read a book and think I can finish this this weekend and I'm gonna have taken away a huge amount of value from it um so a lot of the um so we've got various we've got you know different coaches and experts inside this group and some of them are like three months because the, the program finishes in April like three months it's going to be done and I'm going to be moving into production phase and others are like end of the year that's when I'm going to do it so um it just depends on your own timeline and how committed you are and how much support you need really okay I like that I read something um we were talking before about a guy called Dan Sullivan and and he shared some stats I think about the percentage of people that read a book to the end as in finished books and he said when you go over 60 when you go over 66 pages it was very precise um but let's let's round that up to 100 so if it's more than 100 pages i think it drops to something like 10% of people finished reading the actual book it's depressing i remember that as a journalist um spending hours crafting features and everything but it's the same in in journalism like people don't really get past the first two paragraphs unless they are really hooked and this is this is the key where you have to really understand your market and then you have to really understand how in writing we call it the slippery slope they start off here and every sentence sells the next sentence every paragraph sells the next paragraph every chapter sells the next chapter and there's a an art to it and keeping people hooked um you can learn, learn a lot from netflix on how to keep people hooked of course <laughs> serialization well, um but yeah, yeah it, it's not easy but that's why you have to get really strong on your premise you've got to have a really clear this is what you're going to get at the end of this book and then every chapter is a little win that takes them on the journey um and it's it's not you know i think a lot of people think they can just sit down and they can just write and wham bam but you know if you want someone to finish your book and come out of it and be like wow you've got to read this book it's brilliant this is the result i got from it and now i'm going to go and work with this person you've got to think about how you're going to craft it so so i would i would imagine that um public speaking some people will think well all i need to do is get on stage in front of a lot of people and tell my story and there are good speakers and there are not so good speakers and the good ones have worked with a coach to help them craft their story to be able to engage the audience and get the outcome that they're looking for rather than just stand up and retell a story. It's from what you're saying, it's the same with writing a book. It's not just a case of sitting down in front of your computer and typing away until you've done 30,000 words and then you go, right, I've written a book, I'll publish it. And yeah. there's a lot more to it than that. And one of the things you said right at the start, working with a good book coach, what does someone need to look for? in a book coach well I think when you're looking for any coach it's got to be somebody that you feel firstly really comfortable with and you just resonate with them and kind of look at their work and how they show up in the world and whether you like them that's the most important thing any kind of coaching relationship you've got to like that person and feel comfortable with them that's the first most important thing um but then just kind of I think it's somebody who has shown you that they understand how to craft larger pieces of work, who have some kind of understanding of what keeps people hooked and engaged. And also somebody who's going to, you know, when I think about, if you think about marketing, which I know something you're, you're very familiar with, but it's all about kind of understanding your audience, refining your message. It's the same thing really with writing this kind of book. You know, obviously it's, 
something else entirely if you're writing a fiction book but a yeah. non-fiction book it's like this it's the same thing it's about somebody you can really understand about what is the big picture this book wants to achieve how um you know and they're going to help you kind of hone into that message and then also help you uh people who are very good at and i think someone with a journal this is why i think i enjoy this so much is because I have a journalism journalist background I'm very interested in people I'm very interested in their stories and I'm very good at recognizing what makes somebody you know bringing out their voice and what makes them special what is their message and I think sometimes you need somebody from the outside who is able to do that because we get very caught up in in our heads that it's very difficult for us to okay, what's important? What's, you know, because you think, oh, that's just every day. That's just part of my life. Everybody knows that. Sometimes it helps to have somebody from the outside who's very good at kind of pulling out the juicy nuggets and seeing the gold, who can help you see where the gold is, you know, you know, the, the wisdom and knowledge that you have that you think is just every day, but actually people are interested in. And, and the other thing I would say is um, people think, when it comes to writing books and sharing their story that they have to have some kind of dramatic story. Like they have to have been through some kind of terrible trauma or crisis or whatever, have some big story. But actually I, something I know from being a journalist, well, they're definitely, you know, is inspiring to hear about these people who've overcome these great things. Very often it's just those, the stories that everybody goes through. So grief and loss or redundancy or, miscarriage or just some of these things that happen to people every single day and you sharing vulnerably about that if it's relevant to your book that you know the true story is always the most powerful story and it may not be the most glamorous story it may not be the most dramatic story but you sharing your truth and how you have overcome your struggles that is what resonates because that is when people see themselves in you and think yes they get me or they feel seen and that's that helps people so much um so I think that's the other thing is it, it's 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 helpful to have a sounding board outside of you who who can help you realize where the gold lies and it often isn't in the sparkliest corners if you know what I mean it's often just based in our in our in just in normal ordinary life and experiences that everyone has and do you challenge people then? I would imagine that there are some book coaches that will just take people through a process and let them write whatever they want to write. But what I'm hearing is that you will say, well, actually, I think you need to go deeper on that, but you might not see it, but that's where the, the nugget is in your story. And let's, let's build that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always, I mean, that's always what I would have done as a, as a journalist, because you're always trying to find the best story. And while I always, and maybe this is why I didn't want to continue with journalism. I will always honor someone's boundary and I won't push someone to share something that they're not ready to share. Um, and I'm not saying all journalists do that, but you know, there is sometimes that feel of trying to get the best story. And, um, but I think um, sometimes people do need support in uncovering that going a little bit deeper and thinking actually, no, Oh, this is, you know, what, why did I do that? What, what was the reason behind that? Because we don't really think, we know what's happened to us, but sometimes it takes a sounding board for somebody to ask, but why? 
but why did you do that? Why do you think that's important? Why do you think that's relevant? And then you suddenly start peeling back the layers and suddenly you realize the relevance of something that you didn't realize was there before. Um, you know, writing and communicating your story, it's a really, um, it's a very self-reflective process and it's a and it's a process where you really start to come to understand yourself a lot more I think writing a book you will come out the other side I mean a book is a crucible but not only for the the reader but for you as a writer as well I think you if you're really digging deep writing the best book of your heart um you will come to understand new things about yourself and um that can be hard to do on your own um but if you can have a guide to help you I mean but people can do that on their own you can you know if you're very disciplined at sitting down and digging deep you absolutely can so yeah it's a really powerful process and how do people feel when they get the to the end of the process um well elated I'm sure I mean I mean it's such a big project putting and it's also it's so weighted with I want to be an author you know often it's something that some people have wanted to do for so many years but actually to be honest by the end of it you know you've been so deep into it that you can kind of maybe kind of miss it feel a bit numb to it I think I that's certainly how I feel I kind of finished mine and I was like oh <laughs> it's done now and it was all that all that work and and you know I think really the real excitement is that this is the challenge with writing a book the excitement starts at the beginning and that is when you're most fired up and that's when it feels the most exhilarating but that's why hardly anyone you know that's why most people who start to write a book don't finish a book because that goes and then it just becomes this you've just got to get through to the end and yeah there is some exhilaration at the end but it, there's a lot of hard work in the middle and actually being able to keep that momentum going and it is about learning to be productive as a writer. And I like, um, his name escapes me now. I can't remember you mentioned um, the man. Who Dan Sullivan. Yeah. To do that, he has a very clear, you know, he knows he's got productivity hacks. He's got a very clear system on how he does it. You don't just do that by sitting down. And that is something that's really, really important if you want to get it done and actually get to the end. So yes, there is a sense of elation, I'm sure, at the end because it's been such a big project and because that initial seed of excitement is probably feeling quite far away by that stage so but it's high it's a, it's a roller coaster I think so I love I love that you publicly declared what you're going to do this year um so you're going to publish four books this year that's a book a quarter isn't it yeah yeah that's how yeah. It'll, it'll work out so you're going to be the proof of the pudding look when you set your mind to it this is what you can achieve yeah yeah, I decided that at the end of last year and I had said it. I, I feel like I feel really like I've got I've got to do it now. And um, it feels it feels doable, actually, as well. Amazingly. Um, but then I suppose I am a writer. And so <laughs> I, should, I should be able to do it as long as I. But then it's mind it's mind over matter always, you know, because so much about writing is just mindset and writer's block is just sabotage. Um, self-sabotage and uh yeah so it's about staying strong in the mind okay so as as a writer and a former journalist 
Let me ask you about your thoughts on AI. And there's a lot of talk about chat GPT at the moment. Yeah, Have you looked at it, that. thought about it? I haven't. I, you know, I, uh, I really try to be a kind of AI optimist, but uh, I, I think it will have its place. So I think um, it will really be useful for small business owners who are having to churn out a lot of content or or, or whatever. And they, you know, I, as I haven't looked into it greatly, but as I understand it, it will be able to write social media posts for you and other content and generate that. And I think my first initial thing was, oh my goodness, this is kind of eating into what I do. Like, how can this be replaced by a computer? Um, but I've really kind of thought about it quite, well, not, not too deeply, but the thing I know is that AI, it, it can be used, used responsibly. It could be a really useful tool, but I don't think it's ever gonna replace that human, connection and I think in a sense it will make it even more important for people when you are being a communicator that they are you are showing up with your true voice that you are kind of digging into the the things that make you unique in how you communicate like your stories and like your 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 turn of phrase and things like that that will become even more important that will become even more valuable because you know a bit like you know there was a time when information was like the most valuable resource because people couldn't access it very easily. And now it's everywhere and information is pretty much worth nothing. And it's all about the curation that means something, which is why you can take something which somebody can Google and turn it into a course and charge thousands of pounds for it because it's the curation that's important. And in thinking the same way, while content and communication is going to become, it's going to be so easy for everybody to post on social media all the time and share all their content marketing the suddenly it'll become even more important that kind of that personal that powerful real authentic connection and i don't yeah. think while there is talk of ai being able to take your tone of voice and your ideas and, and generate stuff based on what they think you would think i don't think it will ever be able to compare to that real in-person yeah. communication you know from your brain from your creativity from your creative downloads you know that will become more valuable i like that so I've, I've used it a bit over the last couple of months and i've found it useful for ideation for coming up with ideas for stuff because i'm one of those people that struggles with a blank page so i can use it for brainstorming and to get ideas of stuff and then i go and create my content um but in the same way, people, Google's been around for a long time, hasn't it? 20, uh, 23 years or something like that. You could just Google and get answers. I just think it's a more refined version of that. In the same way, Canva has been out for 10 years and everyone's not a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So just because there's this tool there doesn't mean that it's going to be the death of anything. There's still loads of graphic designers earning their yeah. their wares, their fortune from, from doing that stuff. I just think it's going to be interesting how people start to to use it and adopt it for even if just for brainstorming things and coming up for ideas or to grammatically change things. Um, yeah, and no, I like that idea of using it for brainstorming. Actually, I've got a membership, and one of the things we we often do is is like a, a kind of brainstorming content idea ideation workshops. And I think that's something that people really struggle with, and you know. Yeah. 
And as a journalist, that was a huge part of my my work would be sitting like coming up with ideas and so I'd have all these I'd go through other magazines and newspapers and have all these other sources and look at different you know using writing formulas and stuff and and so it's just another way of doing that in probably a more efficient way with less mess around you <laughs> kind of thing yes so, um, <laughs> that's a, and, and I found it it's, it's quick and it's easy to use and it'll just help me get going and getting going sometimes is the hard bit for a lot of people yeah no it um, is Okay, um, jumping back there, I was just intrigued from your perspective, and I and I liked your answers there. I think it will become a tool that people start to adopt, but it's not going to replace what's in here and in people's heart and their story and their experience. Um, if someone's interested in finding out more about you, Kate, and your services, what's the the best thing? So, start off with actually, what's your range of services? What do you offer to help people? So, you can join my so if you're interested in in content marketing and content creation I have a membership called create.inc um so that's just that's my it's a monthly membership and we have a library of training where you can get access to various different trainings from me and from guest experts and we have a, a monthly group call as well where we do kind of hot seating and brainstorming and and Q&A so that's create.inc and then um I've just started at the moment um running my book writing program so it's a group um, program called Soul Works Atelier and so that's just running until April but I am going to run another one after that so if you are interested you can you can sign up for up- updates on my newsletter and then you can do one-to-one um, coaching with me and that varies I do it for book coaching but I also do help people with their content systems because obviously with my journalism background that is quite a strong expertise as mine as well so yeah so I do book coaching and also content coaching as well one-to-one. Brilliant. And what's your website? It's The Luminous Media. So it's www.theluminous.media. Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes. Um, what's What's been your favourite standout piece that you've ever worked on in your career? Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's a tr- tricky one. I have been really lucky to have a lot of fantastic experiences if I if we're just talking about things that I've done in my career which um stand out there's one that stands out massively is is that I went to Mary Berry's house and she cooked me lunch and uh <laughs> and I I interviewed her and she cooked me lunch and she was so lovely she actually picked me up from the station in her car drove me to her house cooked me lunch she was such a lady she's so lovely made me lavender shortbread um so that was a fabulous experience and then she wrote me a thank you note afterwards um so she was just absolutely lovely and then another fantastic experience I had was um I uh met Joe Malone um the perfume perfumier and um, we made candles together so uh while I interviewed her so that was another so I had my own candle made with Joe Malone after that made my signature scent with her so there are two amazing experiences I've had but that said you know they're the kind of celebrity ones that stand out but actually um some of the most fulfilling experiences I've ever had have always been from meeting very ordinary people and hearing about their extraordinary stories and that really is actually they're the experiences that have always given me goosebumps and they're the people that I'm really interested in so um yeah so I've been very lucky to have meet, met lots and lots of people who are you know consider celebrities but it's the normal people who actually really stand out the most really 
I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. I have loved having you on the show today. Um, I'll I'll be sure to... So this is coming straight out. Um, I'll put the, the links in the show notes. If you can send me your pre-order um, waitlist yes, link as well, I'm you. sure that there'll be... There will be some people eager to get their hands on that, um, me included. Um, Thank you very much. Have you got anything you'd like to add before we finish? No, I think that's all. Just thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. Right. If you've uh, if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more, click on the subscribe button on whatever podcast channel platform you're using. And I would be very grateful if you could leave us a five star review because the ratings help us reach more people. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kate. I've really enjoyed this.